Welcome to the Big 3 IDP Podcast. Here are your hosts, Josh, Bobby, and Adam. What's up, you diehards, you degenerates, you lovers of defensive football? This is Josh Raymer, and we are back with another episode of the Big 3 IDP Podcast. And boys, it is a beautiful evening because I am joined for the first time in what feels like forever in the Soad Shack. Adam Markham, Bobby Reynolds, gentlemen, how are we this evening? Oh boy, feeling so good. We're back. <laughs> we are back. I feel like I haven't seen you boys in the flesh since like, I don't know, last football season. When was the last time we were in here? I mean, probably legitimately like three months ago. February? February? Yeah, February. Wow. I mean, it's been a while, boys. Dang, uh, man. I had to come back in. The Sochak was falling into disrepair. All of these beautiful mm-hmm. acoustic panels you see, they were all on the floor. <laughs> the heat took the, the, the adhesive right off the back of them. Appreciate had, the batteries in the new lights. Yeah, put yeah. new batteries in our very little bright o- overhead oh, yeah. lights. Uh, got, us, <laughs> got us some new chairs. Uh, we were previously on like old dining room and desk chairs that were very uncomfortable. That's right, man. This is, uh, yeah, there was. We're sitting in the lap of luxury. Mold setup was, I was about to. You're, I don't know how your back made it for like I think that might have 40 been episodes. I've noticed like, yeah, I've, I've felt better since we've stopped soding. <laughs> yes, because you're not having to sit in that chair. Yeah. Yeah. So we got new chairs. It's uh, yeah, it's a new setup out here. We're feeling good. We're hopeful to make some upgrades here this summer that uh, might take the Soad Shack to an even even greater heights. Yes, sir. What are we going to do, Joshy? Hibachi grill right in the middle, baby. <laughs> Get us some good fixings Just before every sode. Yeah. <laughs> you hear it in the background. <laughs> Be great. Be great. So we are excited to be coming back at you guys from the Sode Shack. You know, StreamYard has been very good to us. It's been awesome. We'll continue to use it throughout the season to bring guests onto the show. We got some big fish coming up we were talking about before we got on mic. So that's not going anywhere. But... There's just nothing quite like being together in the Soad Shack, gentlemen. Uh, for, it feels so right. It does. It did feel a little weird, though. I mean, I haven't had interaction with other people outside of my family for a good, like, two months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a little awkward. I was like, should I come over and kiss them on the mouth like I usually do or yeah. smell them deeply? And Because we're kind of a touchy-feely group, you know. Yeah. We, like we are to, very we like much so. hug and embrace and, mm-hmm. you know. Just smell. You know, you uh Take each other's, you know, heads in each other's hands, you know, and <laughs> caress. Sure. So uh, we weren't, we were like, should we do that? Uh, and we did. Yeah. If you were wondering if we uh, didn't. Yeah. We definitely did. Yeah, but we're, we're wearing masks. Yeah. So. yeah. We're wearing full catcher's masks. <laughs> 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 full football helmets. For the last hour and 45 minutes. That's right. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, we're happy to be coming back at you guys. We got a fun sewed tonight. This is going to be ADP this or that. Uh, this is a segment inspired by uh, one of the episodes the Fantasy Footballers did this week. Check them out if you're not a regular listener. Basically, what we're going to do is we're going to look at the ADP data. This is the June ADP that's going to be dropping on Monday at idpguys.org. It is redraft ADP. So we're going to look at it first from that lens, but also talk about the dynasty implications as well. And we're looking at for DBs, defensive linemen, and linebackers. Two guys that are back-to-back in the ADP. 
who would we rather have for this season and also for dynasty purposes? So we've got about, uh, I would say, 18 to 20 pairs of guys lined up that we're going to walk through. So looking at about 35 to 40 players tonight. We've also got some news that we're going to hit on, gentlemen. And we're just generally going to have some fun, Addy. Yes, sir. Been longing for this moment, boys. That's right. That's <laughs> right. So let's start off with some news here, gentlemen. There have been some things that have happened in the NFL world since we last talked to you guys uh, last Thursday. Uh, appreciate everyone who's been checking out our recent sods. The listener numbers just keep climbing. It is very fun to see. We thank you. We do thank you. We thank you for all the new reviews as well. If you haven't left us a review on Apple Podcasts, go over do that five stars and if you want to write something out uh-huh. we would certainly appreciate it we will shout you out on the pod just like we did ray from taiwan mm-hmm. absolutely shout out ray love the uh twitter question bobby i believe mm-hmm. you guys were jumping in at you and yeah. addy were to answer we, uh, his uh draft question we got it him mm-hmm. he was going in the right direction y'all oh, just yeah. kind of gave yeah. him the, the pat on the butt like it yes was, uh yeah he he knew what he was doing reaching out because you know the uh i think the the top five running backs were already off the board. Mm-hmm. He was pretty loaded at uh, receiver already. Lamb was off the board. Mm-hmm. So he was asking if he should take Chase Young there. Yes. He had, a, he had a need there at defensive end. Mm-hmm. And uh, we told him, you, you push that button, Ray. Yeah. Do that, Ray. So, uh, yeah, we'll shout you out on the pod. But uh, let's start with some news here, fellas. And uh, a s- off-season storyline I'm watching pretty closely just because of our XFFL league. One of the owners has Devontae Freeman on about a 25-year contract <laughs> and uh, making quite a bit of guap for a guy who's uh, maybe not going to play this year. And in our league, if the guy retires, we drop him off your book. So I'm just like watching this Devontae Freeman storyline. And uh, if he retires, if he doesn't get it, land on a team, like this is just the juiciest offseason storyline. We found out that Freeman was offered by the Eagles, turned it down, didn't like the contract amount, apparently, which was heavily incentive-laden. There are some rumors out there that maybe the Bucks have looked at bringing in Freeman or LaShawn McCoy. Uh, nothing official, though. I know the or- original reports have been refuted. Uh, so that's up for debate if the Bucks did offer. We know the Eagles offered. Addy, do you think Freeman's going to find a team this year? Probably so. Yeah, I think he'll be, I think, I mean, he's still what, like 27? Yeah. 28. But uh, yeah, I could see him landing somewhere. I think that's going to be kind of the norm. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to have everyone acting like they're all upset whenever, uh, you know, potentially he does land in Philadelphia and, and people are going to act like that's going to really hurt Miles Sanders or if he lands in the Bucks uh, with the Bucks, you know, people are going to say that's going to really hurt Keyshawn or Ronald Jones. I don't know. I don't really know that it will. I think he's, uh, he may be a little washed up. I think he's a lot washed up. A lot washed up. Yeah. Uh, I think he's lost about two or three steps, not just one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you're I think there's a reason why he turned down the contract with the Eagles, probably because they weren't offering what not that much. More than a million. Yeah. If that would I you... think it may have gotten a little higher with incentives and stuff, but yeah. I think the base was pretty close to a million from what I heard. Yeah. So uh yeah, he's a vet. I mean, he's still pretty solid. He could still be okay and and burst, but uh, I don't think wherever he lands, he's going to be much of much of a threat to whoever's in front of him. Bobby, wouldn't you just if you were Freeman, wouldn't you just take the Marshawn approach and wait till later in the season when like the Seahawks come calling because their two guys are banged up? Or would you, if you're Freeman, are you looking to sign right now? I think I may just play it cool. Yeah, you know, you forget about training camp and you forget about. 
I guess if we have a preseason, somebody's going to get hurt. You know, there's going to be another back that goes down or, you know, it could be even our, you know, I don't want to lead into the news too much, but a Carlos Hyde situation to where, you know, a team like the Seahawks see a Chris Carson that is a little maybe further away from week one than Pete Carroll wants to say he actually is. So, yeah, I think I don't really know that I would take the first offer on the table right now. Devontae Freeman isn't great. So, but he's a name, and coaches like yeah, names. That's true. And boys, what do we talk about? You know, no one still is out here because this is going to be a future article at some point. Mm-hmm. It's definitely going to get stolen now. <laughs> yeah, it's gone. Uh, this is going to be the year of the handcuff. You know, what if what if the Rona takes out a, a running back room? Mm-hmm. They're going to need to. They're going to need a vet. Someone's going to need a vet and, and need one fast. And and you know, guys like Freeman, if, if they're not signed, that'd be probably at the top of the list yeah stash them on your you know practice squad they're worth yeah they're worth carrying just these guys they, they will be picked up at some point yeah, and they'll probably be productive at some point but you don't even if they're washed some coaches just want a running back to stick it in their gut 15 to 20 times a game yeah and those touches can be valuable yep when you're in like week 10 and you're you know, half your players have the Rona and the other half have blown ACLs. And you're just like, I need someone to start. I have been there. I literally started bicep Bob and he got me zero points a couple years ago. So for sure. And, you know, things get grim. And people like me who usually fade running backs in Dynasty and stuff, I'm usually always looking for, you know, running backs off the waiver wire and stuff mm-hmm. that I could potentially play. So, yeah, he could definitely be an option for you this year. And plenty of guys like that. Someone we'll talk talk about here in just a second, too. Yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. Carlos Hyde signed with the Seahawks. Um, Pete Carroll has come out and said that they expect for um, the Chris Carson to be the starter and to be the workhorse. Uh, this, for me, is more of a sign that Rashad Penny uh, probably, I know Nico in our league, in our Slack, has been talking about this, probably going to start the year on the pup. So you're probably going to see Carlos Hyde and Chris Carson as the two running backs there healthy for the Seahawks. But even Carlos Hyde comes out and says, yeah, I'm coming off a torn labrum. Now he'll be fine, but still it's like, can the Seahawks find a running back that is not currently rehabbing something? Yeah, I know it's, it's quite insane. I I personally hope that uh, DJ Dallas, Mm. you know, gets an opportunity and, and shows what he can do. Yeah. Because again, I don't know that, uh, I don't. I don't know that I feel great about Chris Carson coming off that hip injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Rashad Penny may never be himself again. Yeah. Um. But there, there's a chance for for you know someone to take hold of that backfield. And uh, I don't know. I'm not blown away by the by the talent in front of DJ. Mm-hmm. No, so. I think it could be DJ's team by like week eight or nine or ten. Because yeah, these guys, these are serious injuries coming off. Yep. As far as Carson and Penny, those are not guys that I'm going to put any kind of faith or trust in. What is wrong with Seattle? Is that I don't just know. the place where running backs just, I mean, is there something in the water up there? Are well, you, Chris Carson always ran, I think the baller said this, like he runs like he wants to injure people. Yeah. And so running backs like that tend to injure themselves. I just think about how many freaking running backs they've been through. Even like last year, they went with Travis Homer. You know, Marshawn Lynch. CJ Procise Pro for a few weeks. Eddie Lacy. Um, was that last, last year? year but <laughs> Eddie Lacy. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like, Marshawn. 
Did you yeah. say Marshawn? Yeah. yeah. Maybe we did. But anyways, yeah. Marshawn and his like one game contract essentially. And, and there was talks that he could potentially come back yeah. next year. It's Thomas like, Rawls, we thought he was yeah, right. be the next one up there. They haven't they have yet to find that guy, I feel like. It's bizarre. But bizarre. and the reason I like DJ Dallas too is not just because of the talent, but also the Seahawks don't care about draft capital. Yep. They will play whoever. Yep. I think what you're seeing right now is just essentially people are adding depth where they feel like maybe they aren't the most secure at that position. But I don't think that necessarily threatens what you thought of the lead guy there. Yeah. Seattle's a little different just because of the injury aspect. And DJ Dallas is probably their best uh, pass catching back. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like the Buccaneers, for instance, we mentioned that Freeman was being linked to them. I'm not worried at all about Keyshawn Vaughn or even Rojo if Freeman comes in. No. This is a guy to have third on the depth chart because what happens if Rojo goes down? Then you have one running back that you can put out there that has NFL experience. Maybe fourth. I like uh, Goomba Wale still. Yeah, and he's working with Brady, so yeah. that that may mean something. Yeah, Out there in the park, yeah. just uh, catching bombers. Him and uh, Mike Evans and yeah. Brate. And Scotty. Scotty Miller. Yeah. That'll be interesting. I'll be monitoring that. I saw that was another story I saw come out mm-hmm. that uh, the number three job in Tampa Bay is up in the air. Is it going to be Scotty Miller, Justin Watson, or mm-hmm. Tyler Johnson, the rookie? Before we leave Seattle real quick, let's say in a punt return, kick return league, would you rather have DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett for this year? Lockett, um, I think. Oh, I don't know. That's tough. The kick return, punt return. If Lockett is still I mean, doing that. It's just so tough to say because I definitely want DK and Dynasty. Yeah. I mean, redraft, I'd, yeah, if it's, I'd probably want Lockett, but I for sure want, I think DK's undervalued in Dynasty. Yeah. He should be like a, like a top 15 receiver potentially. And I think Ooh, he's going boy. outside of that. Wow. Yeah. The Seahawks, it's like if they would let Russell Wilson loose and let him actually sling it around. Mm-hmm. I would be more interested. That's just that's a run first team. That's why you see them signing all these running backs because mm-hmm. they want to run the ball, and that's probably why their running backs get injured so much. Yeah, um, but it might be a good year to buy those wide receivers because they might not be able to run the ball this year. So another guy turning down money, Jadavian Clowney. How in the world is the number one defensive guy out there on the free agent market still without a team. That's insane to me. That's a shame. That would have been a nice uh, nice landing spot yeah, there. Yeah, turned down the offer from Cleveland, apparently. What, what Do we know what the offer was? Do they? No, I, I have not seen the details of it. Gosh, what a line, though. Yeah. Uh, throw him in there with... Uh, Garrett. Ogunjobi. Yeah, I'd yep. say Olivier Vernon gets cut if yeah. that happens. Yeah. Or they just go like Washington and just yeah. have them, or or San Francisco and have the most stacked defensive line in the right. AFC potentially. I guess my only problem is I'm just not a Clowney fan. I just haven't been. I think he's a good NFL player. He is. I'm not interested in him at for IDP purposes. Correct. Yeah. And he's very spotty. Yeah, he is, and he's a little bit injury prone too. Oh, definitely. He gets that from his buddy JJ Watt. Yeah. Dynasty wise, I've never never really chased after Clowney too much. Big fan of big fan of Clowney. Um, okay. 87.3 uh, grade by PFF overall. Ooh. How much stock do you put in the PFF grade, though, as far as for IDP purposes? Well, because the highest graded rookie linebacker by PFF last year was Bobby Okariki. 
Yeah, I saw that. He was like a 73 or something. So it's like Okariki was great. And maybe that's like, that's what you need to pay attention well, to for young guys. You have to keep in that mind. That breakout potential. You have to always keep in mind sample size. And and obviously he wasn't on the field as much as some of these other guys that are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you would expect someone that's maybe more fresh and hasn't been playing as much to maybe do better in limited action. But, yeah, it doesn't really paint, I don't think, the entire picture. Mm-hmm. I I uh PFF I use maybe 15%, you know, out of you know the grand scheme of of Yeah, the whole pie. It's like right. 15% is PFF. I know that they have a lot of smart people. I know a lot of people really trust them. Um I think I think NFL teams trust them in terms do. of evaluating their players. They really trust yeah. them and stuff. And I think for the most part they pretty much line up with what I already thought, you know, the the guys that I I think are pretty good usually rate out pretty good. Yeah. For the most part, um, but yeah, I, th- I think you just got to keep in mind that you know numbers can be manipulated, and, and you can't always measure everything yeah. properly. But I think they're doing you know pretty good work with with what they got, and they got a lot of smart people working over there. For sure, so yeah, you don't use it as the Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, but it's useful for dynasty because it's nice to know you know these guys are graded as such and and that usually means that they're pretty decent in what they do so that usually means they'll stick around they'll have and and young guys will get bigger opportunity if they grade it out well like yes. i think bobby okariki could be in line for a greater role because he graded out well which means exactly the coaches like him because he did his job and if you also look at the pff numbers you'll see someone like anthony walker mm-hmm. didn't grade out very well so People look at this stuff. These scouts that work for this team, they're they're gonna they're gonna cheat. They're gonna use stuff like this. Like this is this is probably more relevant than a lot of people realize. Mm-hmm. But again, you gotta you gotta keep in mind that uh, it's this isn't the Bible, and you gotta mm-hmm. some of this is is due to small sample sizes. Yeah, but even look at Nick Bosa coming out with like a ninety four PFF grade, and then this year Chase Young came out with ninety seven, I think. Yeah, you know, and he was drafted accordingly. So, I don't know, production-wise, if we'll see more than what Bosa did last year on the field for Chase Young. But, yeah, I think a lot of people, not only in NFL organizations, pay attention to it, but I think fantasies wise up to it as well. Yeah, Clowney just had a weird year last year. Um, you know, I think the new scenery in, in Seattle, mm-hmm. uh, not really having much time to get adjusted, I think that hurt him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was He was – not healthy, right? Didn't he only play 13 games? Yeah, did he have some kind of surgery or I may be getting him mixed up. But I don't know, but I know he didn't play the whole season. Mm-hmm. But his sack numbers were down compared to what they usually are. I just don't think he was quite right. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's someone that I think that, we, you know, in the IDP world, yeah. he, he's not going to get as much love. That's but. what I thought. He had core muscle surgery. So there you go. Just so, like uh, Odell Beckham. So, I mean, I think he's a, I think he's a great buy. If I was a team, I would, he was definitely someone that I would target just because I think he had a down year. Mm-hmm. He's still going to command a lot of money, though. That's the thing. I think his the reason he hasn't signed yet is he has a price tag in mind yeah. that is a lot different than what NFL teams have in mind. Yeah. And while we're talking about defensive ends yeah. that haven't signed, Everson Griffin, I saw there was a story about him. The reason why he hasn't signed yet is apparently because he, he can't travel due to all this stuff that's been going on with the corona. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I kind of wondered about how many guys are getting hurt yeah. by the fact that um, travel is pretty well shut down right mm-hmm. now. But he was linked with someone I saw recently. He needs to be signed. He played well last year. He could help a team for sure. It's interesting to me, too, that nobody's – really been linked with Yannick 
as far as I could trade with yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. If that, I were Jacksonville, I would want to try to keep Yannick. It doesn't seem like the two, you know, parties are very happy with each other right now, but um, man, yeah, especially Yannick, when he's feuding with the owner's son exactly. on Twitter. It'll be a it'll be a Ramsey situation as the season yeah. gets closer. Yeah, or, or they, that was a in season trade, wasn't it? Yeah, that was week man mid year week eight. Maybe. Something similar may happen. Um, also, on the Ramsey uh, line, he has said that he will not hold out from training camp. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. It's also May. <laughs> It's May. Yeah. yeah. He, he may be saying that in good faith, thinking the Rams are going to get a contract worked out before he has to hit the, the field. The Rams may never sign a contract with someone ever again. Yeah, they're going to be scared to death. Just a bunch of one-year deals. Dude, seriously. <laughs> and especially, like, we saw, this is another piece of news. Um, Schefter, I think it was, said on a podcast that he expects the salary cap mm-hmm. could drop, like, 50 to 80 million or 80 to 100 million dollars next year. Mm-hmm. That would be nuts. I, mean, I don't even see how that's possible, though. If if they if they lose all the stadium revenue, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know how much stadium revenue makes up the piece of the pie for the collective bargaining it's or just, the the revenue splits. Just how would that work though for teams that are already committed? You know, so much. You know, into it would the be mayhem next year. Yeah. I mean, really, what what do you even do? I don't know. I've also wondered too, like how many of these players are going to come out like that Braves pitcher from a couple weeks ago that said. I'm not playing this year for a reduced salary. Yeah. It makes you think if there's any NFL players that come out and say, I'm just going to take this year off. You never know. I'm going to pull a Telvin. Yeah, we'll see. I think there's a chance that I don't, I don't think the cap will drop by that much. It may stay static. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to drop that significantly. I don't don't buy that either. It could, it could maybe drop like 10 million, maybe, but, but, 50 million that changes. It's only at 200 million right now. That's yeah. a quarter. That would, yeah, that would mess a lot of things up. If, if, number yeah, our league would be screwed. But also, too, I mean, you think about, I guess this maybe makes me think about, um, my boy over in uh, Los Angeles who just asked for $50 million to finish the stadium. $500 million. Sorry, Stan Kroenke. Like, he's probably, Hoping that there's some butts in the seats this year to yeah. help pay some bills. That's what I was talking to my dad about on the way back over was you have to imagine that this stadium probably costs like three to four billion dollars if he's having to borrow half a bill to get this stadium done. Because I think Jerry paid close to like two billion for his stadium, paid for it out of his own pocket. Yeah. Remember, that's an ultimate baller move by Jerry Jones right yeah, there. Just cut the check. Yeah. Like I'll pay for this myself. Yeah, we 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 would have paid for it. Big 3. We could have dipped into that ad revenue. Let me cut your check. Yeah. What about um what about the possibility of some of these games going to pay-per-view? Have you thought about that? I haven't heard about this. Is this just you just floating this no, right now? So this was kind of linked with Kroenke in that this would be a way maybe for him to make some money this year is to put some of these LA games on pay-per-view. Well, you always pay for it. I mean, yeah. what, so, so what, would it would it exist outside of Sunday Ticket? Like that's yeah, my you can question. Buy them separately. Oh, you can which buy has always like, been my dream, by the way. Yeah, just oh, buy absolutely. individual games. Okay, yeah, I don't even have cable. Just yeah, because Sunday Ticket is expensive. I mean, it's a hundred bucks for the entire year. But the if you get the it, student package, it won't work. It'll be like what nine bucks probably at least. At least, yeah, like 
nine or ten bucks per game. So if you bought every, if I bought every Vikings game, I'd be spending like at least way more. That's I just don't see how it's financially feasible. What I liked was actually an idea we heard. I don't remember who it was that floated it. Maybe it was um, I think it might have been Nico in our Slack of about getting like VR set up in stadiums. Now I don't know that this is a this year thing because the technology is not there, but NBA is already doing this where you have courtside seats that you can put on these Oculus headsets and literally move your head, and there's a camera sitting in that seat that's 360 degrees, so you are watching the game as if you were sitting courtside. That's mm. pretty cool. That would be awesome. I think that's the future, especially now that coronavirus has opened our eyes to like large gatherings. Maybe not the smartest thing. Mm-hmm. You'll start to see more of these kind of technological innovations mm. Accelerate. What a sad and bleak future. <laughs> Never get to experience anything ever again in person. Watching nope. A live game. Every concert's on old uh, YouTube and <laughs> sitting in front of a computer screen. <laughs> yeah, or with the with the Oculus headset yeah. on, tripping over furniture in my house. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's do a quick uh, hype check. So we got some guys that are on the hype train yeah. this off season. Let's see if we're buying in or nah. Addy, who's this first one we're talking about? Oh, the hippest dude in the NFL, baby. I'm talking about the mustache, jort-wearing quarterback from Jacksonville, baby. Talking about Gardner Minshew, baby. (laughs) The veins in Adam's neck and face right now are just about to blow out of his skin. (laughs) Sorry, I took it uh, a little too far. A little too far. I just lost control of the situation. Gardner makes you that excited. (laughs) Sure. So he's been working out six days a week since the Super Bowl, it sounds like. Yes, sir. First question. Hey, why are you resting? Yeah. <laughs> There's seven days, brother. What, you need a day off? I think they made it. Yeah. How about work out eight days a yes, week? Sir. Yeah. Um, there was the video that surfaced of so, him. Yeah. So there's a story that he's worked at. He's working out six days a week since Super Bowl. And then there's this video of him circulating around of him looking pretty sharp, making a lot of quick throws, accurate throws, sharp throws. I mean, looking good, uh, moving well. And then you know you take in the, take into account that they uh, they signed uh, or they they drafted Lavisca Chenault, mm-hmm. looking pretty nice for uh, for Mister Gardner. I mean, if he if he can take another step, if he is the real deal, I mean, you know, he has some really nice highlights. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone shared a video today on Twitter, um, and and he looked really good. Like in you know there he has his moments. So if he can start putting it, putting it together consistently. Mm-hmm. That could be an interesting team. For sure. Bobby, what's your take on Gardner? Yeah. Yeah. He's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I think he had a decent rookie season. I think um, you know, expectations weren't really high for this guy mm-hmm. coming out because he was like like a six round pick or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think he could be a steady top half of the league quarterback. I don't think he's ever gonna be like one of these top five or six guys in the NFL. I think he could be solid. Yeah. I don't know. He's got uh, he's got some nice weapons. Big DJ Chark fan. Yes, definitely. Um, I mean, Fournette for all his faults. Yeah, still a solid running back. Nice running back to have in yeah. the backfield. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. I, DJ I, Chark. Uh, Did I say DJ Chark? Yeah. Yep. Chris Conley. Chenault. Chris Conley's fine. Yeah. DD Westbrook. Oh, yeah. You know, our boy uh, Keelan Cole from uh, Keelan Cole from shout out Kentucky Westland. Who's their tight end? Uh, Josh Oliver, and then they have Tyler Eifert in there That's now. Right. So That's right. Eifert. Interesting team. I mean, uh, Yannick's probably going to be out of there. Yeah. But uh, 
hey, kudos for getting rid of Nick Foles because we never thought that contract was ever going to be able seriously. To seriously, I mean, that, that was, was nice. Well, I remember that having a that conversation in here yeah. talking about whoever takes on that contract's an idiot. Yeah. Josh was given seconds to teams. <laughs> yeah, to, yeah, to take, to take it. I was doing the Brock Osweiler. Just take. Take this guy off our books, and we'll give you a second and round. They pick. traded what a fourth. Mm-hmm. The Bears traded a fourth to get him. But I That's almost nice. don't mind that for the Bears. Like, oh, ah, why? Who cares? They I just guess. they want a chance to move on from Trubisky. Yeah, and the only thing that it worries me about is for Nagy, because like. It almost by grabbing falls, it almost just kind of says like we're just kind of going to float along this. Year That's that happens. That is the that criticism is valid of like if you truly wanted to, you're trying to compete, you're not trying to tank, mm-hmm. and you want to replace Trubisky. Why didn't you go try to get Dalton? Yeah, you know, like he but, he could have been he was available from like February on pretty much. Yeah, people are going to start calling for Nagy's job because he was hired with the whole like Sean McVay, uh, uh, Kingsbury. Uh, Lafleur like type pedigree, and so you know when he's had what is this his third year now, mm-hmm. of not really producing a whole lot. Um, I don't know. But seriously, what a stupid move to yeah. go trade for Foles. When it was you, a fourth rounder. I I checked when you know that there's cuts coming up. Mm-hmm. You know that the Bengals are likely going to draft Burrow. You could have had Dalton for free. You could have had him for free. You could have I mean, saved you, that. The you, fourth round, you can still get that's some nice. Good, yeah, mm-hmm. there's still plenty of nice picks in the fourth round. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. did you? And then you also would have. Uh, Dalton was way less to sign. I'm sure he would have commanded more in Chicago because he would have probably been the starter. Yeah, but he, he only signed for what like eight million in Dallas. And I'd much rather have Dalton than Nick Foles. Yes, I'd much rather have a free Dalton for maybe ten million. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So another off-season hype narrative that is starting to gather a lot of steam. It is the Steelers, number two, maybe number one wide receiver if this hype's to be believed, boys. He's going to be a second-round pick by uh, August, uh, I think. Seriously, Deontay Johnson is gathering some steam, boys. He's working out, developing the rapport with bigger Ben, <laughs> slim, <laughs> slim down That's Ben, one, Josh, bearded Ben. <laughs> Bigger being. Uh and uh yeah. Are you boys buying in? Bobby, They're, let's uh let's start with you. Do he's you a lover? Do you own Deontay Johnson? Am I remembering this correctly? Yeah, I traded for Deontay last year. Okay, sometime. that's what I thought. Um I'm a big Deontay Johnson fan, obviously. Um I think the whole Deontay Johnson hype right now is great with um Juju, James Washington. Um, Who's the rookie they brought in? Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool, gosh, the tight yeah. end. But, uh, don't <laughs> the tight sleep, end, yeah. Don't sleep on uh, Eric Ebron either. So, I mean, really, the key to all this is going to be Big Ben. I don't want Duck Hodges throwing the ball to Deontay Johnson again this year. But if Ben can keep that yoga going, thirty minutes a day, golfing, you know, beer drinking, limit the Mick Ultras to about a you know six pack a day. Yes, you know, maybe play only eighteen holes every couple of days. Sure, you know. Uh, I love it for Deontay Johnson. I think him and Bigger Ben will be great. Yeah, I think it all comes down to Ben. Everything around the Steelers is Ben just had Tommy John surgery. We've never really seen this with a quarterback before. Yeah, Is Big Ben going to be the same guy? I think it's a fair question to ask. I think the Steelers may be the team that I like most right now to go grab Cam Newton. Uh, that makes the most sense. We talked about it on another show. Like, look at your backups. Yeah. You saw what they did last year. They suck. Like if, Go in, get somebody. In a pipe dream world, it would be awesome for Newton to just like dethrone Drew Locke 
and just shove him to the side and play with like dude kj hamler have y'all seen his like adp here lately is skyrocketing. is it really like people mm. love hamler right now um but um i don't think i think the new england thing is done past i think that's over and done with but uh, you know from uh you think about the year that they went and got vic to be the backup for roethlisberger uh-huh. yep two different quarterbacks like vic was never the mvp no, I don't think he was. Even in his good Eagles year, I don't think he was MVP. And even MVP. by the time yeah. Vic was in Pittsburgh, that was quite a long career trajectory. Yeah, that was like that was the, his last stop, wasn't yeah, it? I think so. Yeah. yeah. But kind of similar skill sets. Both throw the ball hard. Both can run, have that running capabilities. Um, both very different from Ben Roethlisberger. Absolutely. But, I mean, Cam could function in that, you know, in that, in that setup. But, yeah, Deontay Johnson. I don't really know that he's a buy right now. I think he's probably a hold or really even a sell to me, honestly, at this point. I think Bingo. I would sell Deontay and buy Juju. Yeah, for sure. People sleeping on Juju, man. Look at who he had as a quarterback last season, I man. Know. It was trash. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, Juju's – yeah, people just forget about Juju. Mm-hmm. And also, they brought in Eric Ebron, Chase Claypool. I mean, although we joke about him being a tight end, I mean, he's he's going to get some run. He is talented. He is a huge body. It's possible that – Claypool and Juju run the outside, and Deontay will run the slot, and then Ebron will just be the tight end, and then James Washington just gets pushed to the yeah. five receiver sets. But James Washington, he's not that bad either. No, I mean, he's he, he'll, he'll get some play. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, yeah, they're going to have – I don't know. I don't know that uh, – I think he's a great sell right now, especially with all this hype. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd be interested to see some of the offers that people are getting for, for Deontay Johnson. But uh, – I. Every draft I'm in, people love him. Every time anyone picks him, it's always, ooh, I wanted him. You know what I mean? So yeah. people people like him. Yeah. People are doing some backpack. I love that, too, yeah. where people are like, oh, man, I wanted to get him. And you're like, come on, man. Like, yeah. It's not, don't, don't say that. Yeah. Like, don't say that. You're just trying to act like you know what you're doing here. Yeah, don't, don't just, talk to us. shut up in the Talk. Day. Shut up and just draft. Do you shut have, up. Do you have a podcast? Oh, you don't? Okay, <laughs> shut your mouth. Shut up. Shut your stupid mouth. Another uh, teammate of Deontay Johnson's getting some hype. And I will admit to you boys, I did not realize that grotesque photo of the man's back that was circulating was James Conner. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't seen this, go look it up. It is horrifying what is going on with James Conner's back. Mm-hmm. It looks to me, boys, like a woman's bikini mm-hmm. coming down his back with like the straps yeah and then you have the the chesticles and then like mm-hmm. down and ch- check it out you'll understand what i'm saying but mm-hmm. so james connor has put on some muscles yeah. specifically in his back it looks like mm-hmm. based on the back hype are you all buying james connor bobby let's start with you yeah i think connor's basically just saying you know i'm yoked up i'm ready to uh you know carry y'all on my shoulders this year Get on my back. There's lots of room. Yeah, he's back. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right? I think that's all that needs to be said, sure. really. I mean, you know, you saw the videos earlier in the year with him throwing the the logs, mm-hmm. right? You remember seeing those? Mm-hmm. He was, uh, him and AJ Johnson had had the two best off-season workouts. Absolutely. AJ Johnson might be my top. <laughs> He was just splitting wood. Yeah. Was he really? Yeah. I've just been watching the Aaron Donald fighting the guy with the knives on repeat. Yeah, that's, that's the only nice. height workout vid I've been watching. Yeah. Um, but yeah, James Conner was throwing logs over. He was just throwing logs as far as he could. Yeah. That's like some Rocky four, like in the Russian wilderness type stuff yeah, right there. That was early that. Corona. That was like February. Yeah. yeah. 
simpler uh, time. Yeah. You can find that out there, but that's probably a big reason why that backs the way it is. So you know, if you guys want to get that back looking right, just get out there, throw some logs over your, <laughs> over your shoulder. For sure. It's hundred percent safe activity to do would not cause you any harm whatsoever. Fantasy wise though, sell the mess out of James Connor. I don't want him at all this year. Yeah, get out. Don't want any of those guys. Pull the ripcord to hell out. Except for I do want uh, the guy they drafted. McFarland. There you go. Booger? I'm interested in Booger. <laughs> do y'all see Booger and Tessator got the boot mm, officially? I yeah. I heard that on our boy uh, Mark Sessler's podcast. There you go. That's yep. how I found that out. Yeah, so they are going to replace from within mm-hmm. I, is what the, the rumblings are. So they're going to pull someone up from the ESPN ranks. But they did say that within the next couple of years that Monday Night Football contract is up for renewal. It is, yeah. Which possibly ABC would be reaching out to them. And I think, obviously, if that were the case, they'd go out and get some yes. big entertainers. Whoever they get could just be like a little stopgap. So do you guys have anyone that you would like to see at ESPN step into this role? Anyone that you can even think of? It's not ESPN. I've heard Kurt Warner's name tossed out a lot. I really enjoyed Steve Levy. He did some of the XFL games. I thought he was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the two guys. Um, you know, there's been some other guys like Burleson's been floated. Uh, Nate Burleson from Good Morning Football's been thrown out there. Um, so yeah, huh. I don't know. Nobody from ESPN really jumps up for me. Yeah, like Van Pelt, really the only one that I could even think of. Yeah, but I don't even know Van that's Pelt, his, I would kind of get tired of that. Yeah, it's probably not his lane. I like uh, Kenny Maine pretty good. I've always been a Kenny Maine would be great. I love Kenny Maine. Yeah. So there was so there's a great show that's on. I, I saw it on Game Pass, which by the way, complimentary Game Pass extended through July 31st. Wow! Nice. So go check it out. But they have a really good show on there called Run It Back with Kyle Brandt and Peter Schrager from Good Morning Football. They go watch old games and then just talk about them. And they were watching the 2006 Cardinals Bears game. The they are who we thought they were that game <laughs> that was an awesome game i remember awesome watching that game, with you dude. in the dorm really yeah oh my god take me back yeah freshman 2006 year. that would have been freshman year yeah mm-hmm. keen hall keen hall Someone, but uh, some good memories <laughs> we can get into that on another pod uh, but y'all want me to leave uh so <laughs> addy was on the other side of keen hall um did some very mean-spirited things, right. making me think that dorm was haunted. Hey, first dead body I ever smelled. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> that is true. Now I'll never forget it. Getting back on track. Um, but <laughs> they were talking about, in that game, the ESPN commentators were uh, Joe Theismann and Mike Tirico and Tony Kornheiser. Wow. And they would bring people in. For an entire quarter, not a not a drive or a couple plays. Like they brought Charlie Charles Barkley in for the entire second quarter. Nice, <laughs> a four man booth. So yeah, I don't wow. think they're bringing. I don't think they're going back to the Kornheiser well. That was also one of the best uh, slights at Charles Barkley after the uh, Tom Brady chip in this weekend. Uh, I don't remember what he called him, but uh, did y'all watch that the match? Man, I forgot about it. Did not watch him. I I wasn't able to watch it either. But uh, from I mean, I know Tom had some embarrassing shots, but he had some dope shots. (laughs) Yeah, he had. Well, then he chipped like I mean, he's a hundred and something yards down, right? Like backspun, right? Right as him and Chuck were mouthing at each other, yeah. Yeah. And he drops that in there, and then he splits his pants. And then he said something like "suck on that, Chuck." Yeah, that's what I did here. Yeah, something awful. Mike heard him catch "suck on that, Chuck." which yeah. is pretty great. So shout out to Lauren. I like your boy Tom a little bit after this. Weekend. I do too. I, I, I am very worried that I'm going to start to like Tom Brady more now that he's away from new England. I kind of do. I'm all right with it. I know you, this is like, this it's is, hard for me. Yeah, Cause I mean, this is like 20 years of Patriots hate that I have to get rid of. Why, I, where's Andrew? 
He's still here. He's still here. He's right, right there. He's I'm next to Michael Thomas. I've been having a little little Tom Brady take bubbling up in my brain lately, boys. Is that right, Addy? Are you going to share with us? Like we may be looking at one of his career, one of the biggest years of his career. Wow. You do love this Buccaneers team. I love it. Is it going to crush it. you if they go like eight and eight, and Tom Brady's just like average? I don't think it's going to happen, man. I think they're going to be really, really good. Yeah. I think Tom Brady is going to freaking ball. I think I, if you go narrative street, like, has he ever been more motivated going no, into a season? I don't, I don't think th- so. maybe after Deflate Gate. Has he ever had more talent? No, that's unquestionable. No. He's got a coach that loves to air it out. That's true. Um, they're going to have the pass to the running backs. Yes. I'm saying in Arians. Like that's a culture that Arians is pretty no- well known for creating. You know, at, look at the David Johnson year. Loves to go deep too. So I think everybody's sure. going to eat on that team. Yep. Yeah. And they have the perfect receivers for that. Um, I think they're going to be in a lot of shootout type games because their defense is okay. Defense is okay, but yeah. not great. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like Kansas City. You know, they have playmakers and mm-hmm. stuff, but they're not that solid. Like mm-hmm. they're not. I don't know. Like they got uh, you know the two really good pass rushers, and they Shaq got the Barrett. Shaq Barrett and uh, JPP yeah. and Sue still there. I guess. Yeah, yeah. They got the two good linebackers, but the corners and the safeties aren't very good. Yeah, no, Antoine they're not. Field still early. Jordan Whitehead's probably. Yeah, I mean he's hurt. He was hurt. Who knows what you know? What those he's those be. Buccaneers safeties are gross. So anyway, I just think they're going to be in a lot of shootouts. Him. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm serious. I think we're going to see at least 4,800 yards and 40 touchdowns from Mr. Tom Brady. This? Um, on with Joey, we talked about it with Joey. And so I thought so too. I thought I don't know that we won't see more numbers. I think I said 4,500 or something. Yeah. So here's the question: You have to invest. $5,000 of your own money on the highest finish for Tom Brady in fantasy. What is the highest you would be willing to go and put that $5,000 down? He is QB what? He is QB five. Five is high, as, as high as you're willing to go. I think so. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I don't, this is assuming health for everyone. I don't see a world in which he finishes higher than Mahomes. Or Lamar. And those yeah. would be the two that I would say for sure. Yeah, honestly, maybe three is probably the better call. Three was about as high like as high as I would go. Because I think. if he does what I said what I just said he does, he's gonna be he's gonna be He's not gonna have the rushing that Lamar's right. gonna have. I don't think even if he has his best offensive year ever ever and Mahomes is healthy, I'm still taking Mahomes. Yep. Because Mahomes has sick weapons, you yep. know. We we think Kyler's probably gonna take another step. That's why I put him at five, just because I thought it would be Dak, Kyler. Yeah, you got a lot of other guys in there who yeah. could get into that three or four spot. But, I mean, I, I still think people are sleeping on Brady. Mm-hmm. It just reminds me, I know that he's older than Favre was, but that, that year in Minnesota when Favre had probably his bet, that was a magical year, man. It was. Um, but Favre just lit it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, yes, I know Brady is older than Favre was then, but – but Brady has taken care of himself a lot better than mm-hmm. Favre did. You know, Favre was just a gunslinger getting beat up all the time. Like, those guys did not have the same careers. They, they did not take the same hits. Brady's always been smart and, and very aware in the pocket, whereas <laughs> Favre is going to just gunsling it and yeah. well, and we just saw alive and, yeah. We just saw Jameis. Yeah. We just saw Jameis go 5,000 yards and 30, for, 30 and 30. Yeah. Like, so imagine he doesn't throw – 30 interceptions. Yeah, it's just all there for Tom him, Brady's not going to throw 30 picks. No. 
You know, like there's so many more scoring so opportunities. Like Fifteen interceptions. Yeah. To them into touchdowns. How many touchdowns does that turn into? How many yards does that turn into? Forty-five touchdowns and fifteen interceptions. Yeah. Let's just say you don't turn half of those over. Yeah. It just does. I mean, people are really, you know, crapping on Evans and and Godwin, and I don't, I don't know. I think people may be surprised. Even Scotty Miller. Yeah, whoever love, wins, I'm, I'm interested in that three. I love their tight end situation for fantasy. It's going to be maddening, but like <laughs> it's crazy. What a world! You know the ballers were talking today about like uh, Gronk and then Eric, uh, Ebron, uh, uh, OJ Howard being the two, and then didn't they draft another one? Um, maybe so. But either way, Bright's there. Bright's the you third. know, and I'm like maybe Bright's not the third. Maybe Bright's the one. You know, like. It's it's insane and and people uh people all of a sudden don't like Keyshawn Vaughn anymore. Why? I noticed. I don't know why. Why? That's so silly. Arians just said all offseason he wants a pass catching running back. Go they back, got one. Go back and look at the years of Deion Lewis and James White and uh I'm trying to think of some of these other uh, uh Cohen Burkhead and you know yeah there's all kinds. Did I you mean, just put Tariq Cohen on the Patriots? Did I think I did. <laughs> I didn't mean Cohen. I meant uh, it is eleven thirty here. Um, Burkhead, anyway. Burkhead, yeah, Burkhead. There you go, Burkhead. <laughs> Bobby, that? are you okay? <laughs> it's on a pod. Yeah, that. I think I don't know. I know what you're. I have heard Burkhead. Yeah, yeah. I think you're making it up trying to save yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who says that? Somebody says that. <laughs> Someone got to say that, right? Somebody said yeah. that. The baller said it. That's who it was. Burkhead. That does sound. That okay. sounds like something. I, I believe you. I believe. All you. right, you're good. You're you're, you're saved. Are y'all buying Rojo? Uh. No, I don't know. I mean, he may be okay. He was impressive. It it. is the year of the handcuff, Addy. (laughs) I don't know. He may be okay. As I heard on another pod, it's the year of the handcuff. It's the year of the handcuff. That's the thing, dude. All these guys are going to maybe get a a chance because we don't know what this is going to look like. Like Sessler said, it's going to be the weirdest year we've ever seen. Ever seen, boys. All right, let's take a little break. We're going to hear about Anchor, and then we're going to come back with some ADP, this or that. Don't go anywhere. Some rapid ADP. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we're back and we are ready to talk some ADP. This is the June data that is going to be going live on IDP guys come Monday. So make sure you check that out. This is redraft ADP compiled from, I believe, four sleeper mocks. Is that right, Addy? believe so. All right. So we got some good data here for y'all to uh, rifle through. And what we're going to do is this or that. So these are guys that are back to back in the ADP. We're going to talk about redraft. Who do you want for this season? And we can also talk a little dynasty, fellas. I'd like to say we're going to rip through this pretty quick, but Lord knows that ain't the truth, Addy. That's right. It took us about 45 minutes to get through the, that, uh, the news. The, the news. Intro, the, so. the four, four news four items. Points. Yeah. <laughs> also, keep in mind, guys, that we got here at 9 o'clock. And we, uh, Bobby had mentioned in the Slack tonight, we're going to get in. We're going to press record. We didn't. 
we didn't press record until ten forty five. Yes, so, it was so an hour and forty five minutes of just gabbing. That's that's a that mm. was a lot of gabbing even on a normal sode night, mm. let alone the the coronavirus first time back sode. Yeah. We missed each other. Boys. That's right. Couldn't be planning. Yeah, it was. We were doing some yeah. uh, some big picture scheming. Sure. Yeah. Do sure. got some big Maybe. things, Adam. Always, big always big in the works. Sure. So let's start off, fellas, with the DBs. Then we'll do D linemen and linebackers. We're gonna start with a couple of rookies. So at twenty four, Xavier McKinney, and at twenty five, we have Jeremy Chin. So Addy, we'll start with you. You taking McKinney or Chin for twenty twenty? Oh, this is easy right here. Jeremy Chin all day. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Just muddy waters there in uh, New York with. Uh, Peppers. You know, peppers and and even Julian Love, mm-hmm. guy that, that gets a decent amount of, of tackles for, for being a corner. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I just don't I don't know what McKinney's role is gonna be. Whereas I expect Jeremy Chin to, to play that Eric Reed role. And Eric mm-hmm. Reed was a top three safety last year. I agree. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to connect the dots in Carolina. Yeah. Stepping and, right into a role that was extremely valuable last yeah. year. And I know we all uh you know, whenever the draft was going on, we all kind of questioned why did Carolina maybe pass on Isaiah Simmons? Mm-hmm. Maybe this was why because mm-hmm. they had their eye on Jeremy Chen, a guy that's extremely versatile and uh, kind of like a, a poor poor man's Isaiah Simmons. So. Yeah, well, what do you think? What do you think, Bobby? Yeah, I'm all on board. You know, people too are forgetting about a Zay, uh, Xavier McKinney that Blake Martinez is there, and he's going to mop up a bunch of tackles this year. Um, yeah, it's yeah. not it's not a linebacking desert there anymore. Yeah, Jeremy Chin is probably too deep at twenty five here. That's my take on it. McKinney's fine at twenty four, but Chin's too too far down for me. So let me ask you all this, dynasty wise, I think still Chin, mm-hmm. uh, just because I think Chin gets out to the hot start, so then you can maybe flip him quickly. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do. Yeah, I think if I'm looking at a long term hold, this may switch over to McKinney for me. Yeah, yeah, I do like McKinney. This He's is a one good of my, player. This yeah. is one of my favorite picks in the in our XFFL draft. I think I got Chin at like three eleven or something. I don't think I maybe I got him in the fourth round. I can't quite remember. But I got him fourth, dude. Maybe I did. Um, but I like Chin a lot. Be a good be a good uh, asset to have in twenty twenty. So you're still saying Chin even in a dynasty format? Yeah, a lot of tackles vacated. You know, with um, Reed being gone. So you know, Keekley's gone too. That's a lot yep. of production. They're, they're rebuilding there. that Carolina defense. Yeah. It seems like from the ground up, all seven picks spent on defense. But those are two of my biggest buys right now. Are uh, I mean, not Jeremy Chin's not necessarily a buy, um, but uh, Shaq Thompson, if you can get him, is a big buy for I think all of us right now. Yeah, we'll talk about Shaq here in just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's uh, let's move down now. At seventeen, we have Jesse Bates versus Taylor Rapp at mm-hmm. eighteen. Bobby. You going with your boy in L.A. or Jesse Bates? This is so easy to me. I go rap two times before I go Jesse Bates. You know, Adam talked about, I think, last week that Bates plays, you know, the deeper safety in that role. And who wants to deal with the Von Bell, Jesse Bates, and Sean Williams Williams conundrum this year? Um, Rap, because A, L.A. hasn't drafted a linebacker of note to really fill in that Corey Littleton role. Um, so I'm buying rap and John Johnson right now, but this one, this one's simple for me, not only short term, but long term too. I think they, yep. uh, I think, uh, uh, rap is the buy. I agree for dynasty and redraft. I want Taylor rap. Addy. I'm with, I'm with both you boys. Not much to add to that. Yeah. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. <laughs> God, you would go there. <laughs> you 
piece of trash. All right. Speaking of some rooks, uh, we got Grant Delpit at 36 or a nice little breakout player for the Ravens end of last season. Chuck Clark at 35. Addy, you going with old Chucky boy or Grant Delpit? Yeah, I'm going to go with old Chucky boy for redraft. For redraft. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just, I was impressed with him last year. He, they, they, he came on down the stretch after uh, Tony Jefferson was injured um, and they, you know, re-upped him for three more years. Um, and there's not, you know, he's got Patrick Queen there now mm-hmm. um, and that other rookie they brought in. But, you know, there's still there's still not a lot of, you know, guys that are going to eat up tackles. So, um, yeah, I like Chuck Clark. I think Chuck Clark's probably going to be the uh, have the second most tackles on that team next is, year. Is anything going to come punishment wise from the whole Earl Thomas thing? Um, probably not. Okay. I don't think so. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on board. Cause he wasn't, he was the, essentially the victim in all that. Right. As far as like the law is concerned. <laughs> oh yes. Poor Earl. Poor Earl. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't the one waving a gun around. Sure. Essentially. Right, is, he was waving a gun of a hey, different type. Hey, pray for Earl. Pray for Earl. What's that country song? Isn't there a country song about a guy named Earl? <laughs> is it called pray for Earl? No, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I can only hope. We're going to look that one up. But, uh, Pray yeah. for Earl. Earl was wrong. <laughs> he was just bonding with his brother. Maybe take out a letter in that uh, verb that you just used there, and uh, that's a little more accurate, Addy. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going – I'm actually going to go against Addy here and go Grant Delpit. Uh, as much as I worry about his ability to tackle, which is an important skill for a safety, I just think he feels such a big need there in Cleveland. I think he's going to get – a lot of rope just because that is such a a, a, a need for them at safety. So mm-hmm. I think he's going to get a lot of chances um, to play. And you talk about linebacking cores, you know, being able to mop up some tackles. I mean, we all like Mac Wilson and Taki Taki, but not exactly an established proven group, a uh, group yeah. with some upside for sure, but mm-hmm. should be opportunities for tackles there. Yeah. A lot of opportunities to miss those tackles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's, that is the obvious concern, but maybe my dude gets better at tackling. You know, it's possible. It's possible. He's have a lot of practice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm on the, I'm on board with Chuck, Chuck, Chuck Clark. I think, um, did I say this last episode or maybe a couple episodes ago that I think Clark is one of my biggest climbers this year. I don't want to say Chuck Clark could be a safety one because that's probably too high, but I really like Chuck Clark. I think he's a solid safety 10 to safety 20 range probably. Is, is He's hurt by the fact his name is Chuck Clark, right? I mean, yeah. it's a very like bland name. Yeah. I feel like I had a journalism professor named Chuck Clark. <laughs> yeah, you probably did. It's not a, you know, Grant Delpit like that. It's still not a great name or, you know, like maybe Jeremy Chen or Rat. I mean, some of these guys, they got some good sure, names and you're like sure. Chuck Clark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a great name. Not a great name. Yeah. If it was a little more exciting, I'd probably be on board. Definitely sure. uh, definitely a Delpit and Dynasty. It's easy. You think so? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I do I do think that uh, Delpit gets better and improves. And he's, he's, I mean, Chuck Clark is, I don't, he's been in the league for a little bit, I think. Three years? Yeah. I, I just know. like I, I think the thing that sells me on Chuck Clark is just I love a John Harbor um um Harbaugh. Oh, sorry. It's gonna be a pretty late. <laughs> a John Hasbro toy company. John Marlboro. My, <laughs> My brain like completely stopped there for a second. But 
But uh, it got through har and it was like <laughs> cannot finish last name abort. <laughs> oh man, I don't even remember what thought I was going with. Something you love John, John Harbor. You got me. I can't even say it now. I'm I'm totally tongue tied. John Harbor. <laughs> Oh, that's John a good one. Harbaugh <laughs> safeties. Yeah, I don't know, Josh. <laughs> We've lost Bobby. Really Chuck nice. Clark. Uh, I think he's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Chucky boy. <laughs> oh man. All right. So let's move on now and look at uh, a couple guys we've talked about here recently. So at number eleven in the ADP, Jordan Poyer, or at number twelve, Jonathan Abram. Why Bobby, don't you start. All right, I'll start us off. Um. This one is tough. Even though I own Abram, I'll acknowledge the fact that Poyer has been so freaking solid for IDP. Um, so I'll say this. I'll kind of hedge here and go Poyer for redraft, but Abram for dynasty. Yeah, that's the right call. Definitely. Because I, I really do believe it can happen for Abram, mm-hmm. but we haven't seen it yet. So yeah. if I'm banking on my 2020 season, I've got to have a solid guy here at safety. I'm going to go with Poyer. Plus yeah. with Poyer's age, he's 28-ish. Yeah, he's getting up there. Yeah, I, I'm always surprised. I think he's like 28, 29. I think you're right. He's solid. Um, I think I agree 100% with you too, Josh. Um, Poyer is, I think he was like our safety Five or I'm six pretty sure he year. was. Yeah, he's 29. It's just a perfect situation there being that safety for Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just can expect a lot of tackle opportunity. And nothing's changed. He's still nope. going to be playing there with Matt Milano, Jermaine Edmonds. Yep. Um, the other safety there who's just a contributor. He's decent, but Micah Hyde. There you go, Micah Hyde. Uh, but I agree with you 100%, Josh. I think uh, Abram has a little bit of competition, um, you know, this year, but once. Once uh, Oakland sees that his talent is good, and once maybe Gruden can even possibly hold the reins back of uh, on him just a little bit, you know, he does seem to be uh, he enjoys those hard hits maybe a little bit too much uh, to his own detriment. Um, what did he have? Like a torn? I'm pretty sure it was a uh, chest chest injury of some kind, chest or shoulder or something. Yeah, shoulder. I think it was shoulder. You're right. Abram's fun to watch, so I think he I think he could be electric for sure. Those two very similar situations. Both have two really good linebackers in front of them mm-hmm. with uh, Nick and Corey. Yeah, in uh, Las Vegas, and then uh, you know Milano and, and Edmonds. It sucks for Abram last year because he could have really had a great year with no linebackers in Oakland. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I said. I loved him as like a potential surprise top twelve guy before mm-hmm. that injury. No, oh, yes, definitely. Uh, but so I, let's do this. Who fall? Who falls in more? Who would you rather take as the uh, safety one right now for this year, Abram or Poyer? Hmm. Are you worried at all about Poyer regressing? I guess would be my thing. I don't think so. He's no. shown it for like two or three years now at this point. Yeah. Uh, I was just looking up his injury. It was a torn rotator cuff. Okay. So, um, yeah, not a not a great injury if you're a safety who's doing, you know, hitting, need, need that shoulder to be all right. Mm-hmm. But the guy that could potentially finish, as you said, safety one, mm-hmm. like the safety one? No, 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 no. I just mean a safety one. Oh, they both have. I think I expect Which both of them. Which one would you rather have as a lock, though? Oh, as a lock. I think Abram has the upside of it, but I don't think he's locked in. Yeah, I think it's I think it's it's Poyer for sure because even if he fell uh, six spots, he's still number eleven from where he finished last year. I guess that's true. And Abram has to come up 
we don't obviously have him as accurate finish last year, missing the entire season yeah. to say, well, he finished at safety 18. Can he rise up six spots? Mm-hmm. We don't know that. Mm-hmm. We don't know. I mean, we can, ex- we can guesstimate based on the talent and what we saw in that first game, but I think it's a tougher ask for him to ascend up into a top 12 than it is for, you know, Poyer to mm-hmm. hold on to that DB1 status. And I don't know if you boys remember, but when we asked Joey about Jonathan Abram compared to the safeties in this in this class, mm-hmm. um, he actually liked the safeties in this class better than Abram. Wow. I think it was – I think it was uh, – he liked Delpit and McKinney both better than I him. think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember it being a couple guys. Maybe Chin too, but mm-hmm. – um, yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely like Poyer. I think I think Poyer's going to be either second or third in tackles on that team. There you go. All right, one last DB pair here, fellas. At number 14, the new Cincinnati Bengal Von Bell or the uh, the heartbreak kid, Keanu Neal, at 15. Addy, you going Bell or Neal for redraft? Hmm. This is pretty tough, boys. It is. Um, I think I'm going to roll the dice on Keanu Neal. Just because I don't know what the situation is going to be there in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. I know that uh, Devondre Campbell is gone from Atlanta, so they're going to have a serious need um, to fill that void for tackles. And I think that, uh, if, yeah, of course, Keanu Neal needs to stay healthy. We haven't seen that for mm-hmm. two straight years, and and they've been major injuries. Mm-hmm. He had the ACL and the Achilles, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. not good. Those not good. Two worst ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes. Huge risk, um, but I think he's got top five upside, whereas I think Von Bell is maybe limited a little bit mm-hmm. um, Yeah, unless he gets big plays. That's what makes it so tough because with DB, those you can replace those guys. I feel like you can, you can find guys on the waiver wire throughout the year, so maybe you want to take a big swing with Neil, and if he gets hurt again, you can go find somebody. But oh, I'm just so spooked by the back-to-back injuries. I think I'm going Von Bell. Um, yeah, definitely for redraft. I don't know for dynasty purposes. Neither guy is like really lighting my world on fire, but I just can't roll the dice with Neil again. These numbers are way too high. 14 and 15 for these guys. I'd be even be worried at like 24 and 25. You know, you move them 10 spots back, but um. Uh, I think that's I think that's fair that range. Um Keanu Neal still 24 years old. I don't think it's So not old. I don't think it's a bad evaluation. It's just I don't feel like taking that risk at that spot. You know, yeah. you think of Von Bell at 14, Keanu Neal at 15, Jesse Bates at 17 or Taylor Rapp at 18. I'd rather have Taylor Rapp than than Bell or Keanu Neal really at this point. In all the drafts I've been a part of, Von Bell slides a little bit. Yeah, I've see, I see Keanu Neal going like ten to fifteen, and Bell's the one that slides like yeah. maybe twenty to twenty five. Mm-hmm. And I'm all over that. But yeah, yeah. Usually, I don't usually see him like this. Maybe it changes, but yeah. Um, yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, but you know, we haven't seen Von Bell in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. We don't know what that's going to look like. We can't just automatically assume he's going to put up the same numbers he did in New Orleans. Because Bates and Sean Williams, actually, they were both like top seven, top eight safeties last yes. year. Yes. Um, so, Sean Williams, I think it was Mike Waller who had actually talked to us a little bit about this, but 
Sean Williams is probably going to be off of the field a little bit more. We've talked about Bates being the deep safety, and then maybe Bell produces well. You know, they still have Jermaine Pratt, who's still young. Logan Wilson, I don't know how much of the field he's actually going to play this year. So, yep. yeah, Bell could Bell could really produce. We we might really be sleeping on him. Yeah, I think for it's Dynasty, yeah. I like that Neil's a year younger. Uh, he's 24, Bell's 25. But Keanu Neal's contract is up um, mm. at the end of this year with the Falcons, whereas Von Bell is signed through. He's not a free agent until 2023. Mm. So I do like these guys that have the investment from the team. So I think I'm going Von Bell for both. I would not, I would not fault you if you just believed in the talent with Keanu Neal and wanted to take a, a um, you know, a dart throw with him in Dynasty. But. I, you could almost argue that Atlanta needs Keanu Neal this year, maybe more than they ever have with um, Foyusade uh, and Dion Buchanan coming in to maybe play alongside Dion. Um, but I think there's a huge need for Keanu Neal to stay healthy. This oh, there's year, always been a huge yeah. need. That's yeah. the thing. It's like that's kind of why you you wonder if that's a big reason why they've struggled the last two years, just yeah. because those Absolutely. injuries have happened at the beginning of the year. Yeah. You Dion know, and Keanu Neal both. That one year, right. Both yeah. of them were lost. But Keanu, both of his injuries came at the beginning of the year. Yep. Also, uh, That's Fo- devastating. Foyesay, am I saying his name right? Yeah, Foye Aluakon. He is a linebacker and a DB on Sleeper, which is kind of a little... Uh, Foye Aluakon. There you go. You got it, Eddie. Foye Aluakon. He goes by Foye, I saw. Like on the Atlanta Falcons hype video, it was F-O-Y-E. So he dropped the Sade. Jim Marlboro. <laughs> Yes, You're getting better. You're getting closer. <laughs> All right, so let's move now to the defensive line, and we're going to start with a little D-tackle that we've discussed a lot this offseason because he is now an Indianapolis Colt. It is DeForest Buckner at 18 or Demarcus Lawrence of the Cowboys at 19. I've already said I think that uh, Demarcus Lawrence is in for a bounce-back season. Uh, I do love DeForest Buckner. But in terms of redraft, if we're just talking about these defensive line designations and not a league that has D tackle and DN split out, um, I'm going to Marcus Lawrence. I, I would rather start a defensive end type player than a defensive tackle. Um, Bobby, what about you? No, I'm going to Forrest Buckner for one reason only, and that's because of his uh, sweeping sack uh, celebration. That's, that's the only reason, really. You don't get points for that. I don't care. All right, cool. I That's, love DeForest Buckner. I think he could have one of his best years this year. I think he's going to a great line. Um, Demarcus Lawrence has kind of unimpressed me the last couple of years. I think he's he's fine. I just think he's kind of a big name right now. But I think uh, Buckner on your Colts could be really fun, even with him having you know that DT designation. Um, maybe he's set up better right now than he was last year. I know Eric Armstead, Nick Bosa. Solomon Thomas, D. Ford, and them were all fun to play with. But, you know, Indianapolis' is, is D-line is is no slouch either. Addy, what are you thinking? DeForest Buckner, DeMarcus Lawrence for 2020. Man, I really liked the uh, – I really liked DeMarcus Lawrence to bounce back. But uh, I guess first off I'll say that's, that's probably too low for both of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, both those guys could – I mean, Buckner is probably a top 12 for me, mm-hmm. and Lawrence is probably, you know, 12 to 15. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a nice value for both those guys. But um, I think I just like DeForest Buckner. I think what kind of what you're saying, Bobby, I do mm-hmm. think he was 
maybe held back a little bit last year just because there was so much talent. It's kind of hard to, you know, it's hard to eat when you got three other really good pass rushers around you. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be the he's going to be the main guy uh, there in Indianapolis now with Justin Houston. So, um, yeah. I like DeForest Buckner. Um, I think in redraft and in dynasty. I would take Buckner in dynasty. How old is Demarcus Lawrence? Off the top of your head, go. Twenty-seven. I was going to say twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Wow. Sneaky twenty-eight. Mm, like I would have said twenty-five or twenty-six for Lawrence. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah, I definitely want DeForest Buckner in uh, in dynasty. Uh, you know, we were talking about PFF grades earlier. Um, I did think it was interesting. He was a. DeForest Buckner was a 78.8 overall, 72% against the run, and 73.8 against uh, for pass rush. Hmm. A little lower than I expected. Yeah, I thought he would have been a little higher. But again, maybe that's because he was dealing with, you know, so much competition there. How can you grade out at a 78 if you have 73 and 72 for pass and rush defense? Well, he had less, he had uh, like less runs, uh, less snaps against the run. Hmm. Versus the pass. I need to dig into these PFF grades mm-hmm. a little bit, see how this math works. Well, let's move on to the second Don't pair here, fellas. Don't you do it. <laughs> uh, we got the former Oakland Raider, Las Vegas Raider now, uh, against the current Raider, Max Crosby at 11 versus Khalil Mack at number 12. Bobby, you going Max or Mac? I'm going for 2020. I'm going Mac for 2020. I think um, the more that we've talked about it on the side, I think it's actually talked me into that. Um, I think Matt could have him a nice little bounce back year. Um, kind of underperformed last year, but also had a lot of the guys on his line uh, fluctuating. You know, he had to get used to playing with a Roy Robertson Harris and uh, I don't really know what. Akeem Lynn. Hicks went out, which yeah, I think Hicks just hurts everybody. Year, but I think Matt probably comes back around a little bit this year. I, I just. Max Crosby had a good year, and I think he's talented, but he could be the same example of, um, you know, DeForest Buckner kind of getting muddied up a little bit in the line last year in San Francisco because Max Crosby has Colin Farrell, uh, Benson Mayoa. Uh, I don't know who else there they have on the line in Oakland, but, you know, maybe Crosby doesn't, you know, meet his 2019 numbers in 2020. Maybe he regresses a touch. Yeah, I, I agree there. Um, I think that Max probably that may have been his ceiling. I mean, he did he played quite a bit, even mm-hmm. though that I know that he, he didn't really start out the year getting a ton of snaps. He ended up playing um, 768 defensive snaps. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he was out there quite a bit. You compare that with someone like Danelle Hunter who got uh, 897. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he was Not far off that pace. He was basically a full-time defensive end. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know how – I don't think the snaps are going to really increase necessarily. Um, but I also think the defenses are going to – or, or uh, offenses are going to be keying on him now, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they'll, they, they won't be taken by surprise. Uh, whereas, I think Mac, I think you're right. I think last year was a down year, and I think that he had the chance to – you know, get back to his top five ways. Yeah. I think that Max a great buy low right now because yep. people are kind of sleeping on him, but I'm taking Max Crosby for redraft and dynasty. Cause if someone came and offered me a trade in any kind of league right now, Max straight up for Max Crosby. If I was the Crosby owner, I wouldn't make that move. So hmm. I'm going to hold Max 
Uh, I I like his, even if he regresses a little bit. I mean, he was what, like a top five or six defensive end in our RSO league. So great. even yeah. if he's still, even if he regresses a little bit, he's still top 12 mm-hmm. yeah. and that's extremely valuable. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take max there. Uh, Bobby, what's this next one we got here? This is one you put in the doc. I like it. Did I? I don't remember doing it. Maybe it was Addy. Maybe I don't I know. It was one of you two. What about a unique in Guacway? <laughs> in Guacway. Unique in Guacway. You got the first name right, and then this the last name took a turn for the worse. At DL thirteen or Chris Jones at fourteen. Um, I'll lead it off and say Chris Jones. Um, even if. Unique stays in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. I think that um, you know, there's so much turmoil and everything going on with him and the team right now that I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe that affects his performance a little bit this year. I think Chris Jones has probably slept on a little bit. Um, I think Chris Jones isn't necessarily a good buy right now, but I think he would be a good have at least for 2020. Now, as far as as far as dynasty goes, maybe I lean more towards the unique side, but um, 2020, I, I think Chris Jones is a really, really good producer. Yeah, I think if there were, you could point to two defensive linemen who are slept on the most in the NFL, probably these two guys. Yeah. And I think unique only gets a bump because of all the feuding and kind of the contract stuff. If that hadn't happened, Nobody but the most hardcore like IDP guys are talking about mm-hmm. unique or Jacksonville fans. But for me, it's it's unique in both. I mean, I I think he is absolutely going to crush it this year, wherever he is. And uh, I think Chris Jones is great. I think he's a great half for this year, like you said, Bobby. But, man, I am excited to watch Ngakwe just eat this year. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Chris Jones for 2020 just because of the uh, – the unique situation being kind of up in the air, you know, he could hold out. Uh, he could be frustrated, mm-hmm. not give it at all. Give it his all. Mm-hmm. Um, Can we go back to calling him Yannick? Unique just feels really weird. I don't like bizarre. unique. Let's yeah. do Yannick. All yeah. right, cool. Is it was it for sure unique? It's for sure unique. Um, I think it's unique. But you know, Chris Jones still only like twenty four, twenty five. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's he's really young still. Um, mm-hmm. I just I, I really like Chris Jones and I like that he's going to be the mainstay there, uh, and we know what his role is in Kansas City. Whereas we don't know what's going to happen with Yannick. Mm-hmm. Um, did they franchise tag Chris Jones? Yes, they did. Okay, they're trying to work out a deal with him. Mm-hmm. I think know, they will, but they're they also say. starting to negotiate with Mahomes, yeah. which could be like a four hundred billion dollar contract. Yeah, and yeah, Chris Jones, twenty five years old. Ah, how does that Mahomes thing? You think a lot of these contracts actually get done right now with the whole weirdness of the so twenty one? This cap? what I saw that's interesting is that Mahomes' contract could be the first one tied to the salary cap. Hmm. So depending on how much it goes up, he gets a percentage of that. Wow. So on a uh, if we're looking at RSO finish on a per game basis, Chris Jones averaged about eleven point three two points last year. Um where Yannick averaged 12.46. Chris Jones was also hurt last year. Yeah. I don't think he was his his, his full self. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I kind of like the upside of Chris Jones a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think he's, I think he's kind of special, boys. And Yannick probably had some help there with Calais Campbell yes. and Josh Allen. Exactly. Yeah. He's been in a very nice situation. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is me assuming that he's there. 
This is me assuming he's not. He's there or well, he's there or he's somewhere else and he's playing. This is not obviously taking into account. Well, what if he holds out? I'm assuming 16 games somewhere. If it's Jacksonville or somewhere else. But we see how hard that is. Mm -hmm. How often do you see where someone, you know, a trade like that we just saw with Clowney, Mm -hmm. you know, where that guy was traded halfway through the year or before the year started and and it took him a little bit to really seem comfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know. I just worry about that. I just feel like Chris Jones is the more stable, safe choice for 2020. But I think Dynasty dynasty wise it's probably a toss-up yeah really i agree mm-hmm. so we're going a little further down here fellas cam hayward at 24 or dante fowler at 25 uh cam hayward typically in d tackle leagues is designated as a d tackle whereas dante fowler is typically a defensive end so mm-hmm. bobby are you going with cam hayward mm-hmm. or dante fowler these are both kind of gross to me. I know Cam Hayward had a great year last year, so I should probably go Cam Hayward. Dante Fowler had a great year as well, but obviously I was on a new team and doesn't have Aaron Donald to take some of the defenders off of him. So, ah, Cam Hayward, I guess, just because probably his scenario has changed the least. Um, but I really, I don't know. I really don't want either of these guys, but probably Cam Hayward. Yeah, I would go Hayward for 2020. And I think Hayward for Dynasty, just because I'm not the biggest Dante Fowler fan. Mm, yeah. I think he gets a lot of hype for what he's actually done in the league. But, you know, he's Hayward, young. He's so young. Hayward is 30 versus Fowler, who's 25. Mm-hmm. But I agree. I agree with what Bobby was saying. I think he was helped a lot by uh, Aaron Donald there. I think I'd rather have one or two more years of Hayward in Dynasty than five or six more years of like. Dante Fowler, okayness. Yeah, because you're kind of looking at a similar Calais Campbell kind of trajectory. Exactly. Yeah, what if Hayward is of the Calais Campbell mold where yeah. he's got four or five more yeah. elite years left? And I think he maybe is. Yeah. I mean, he's that. Seems like he it. Seems like he's that. He just had his player. best year ever at 30. Yep. And that's, that's a kind of a trend. Have you ever noticed that, like, it seems like guys can kind of, once they get to that 27, 28, that grown man age. Yes. There needs we need to do some deep dive mm-hmm. the grown man effect. Ooh, once you hit about twenty eight, twenty nine, article ideas like Akeem Hicks. Yeah. Uh, we I think saw that's Cam Jordan. You mm-hmm. figure out you're just a a man. You are a man, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. also you maybe have lost some of your explosive quickness, but you've you know maybe improved your strength because you've learned Crackiness. how to take care of yourself. Craftiness, learning tendencies of offensive linemen, offensive coordinators, quarterbacks, running backs. The game within the game, when to take plays off, learn them to sleep, yep. bring it on, turn it on. You You're know. just a smarter player. You've been exactly. doing your job now for probably seven or eight years. Yep. Back to Hayward versus Fowler. Hayward averaged 14.56 points per game, where Fowler was 11.85 points per game. Hayward was wow. unbelievable last it's year. a big deal. Truly. It's a big deal. So what are you doing for 2020 and Dynasty between these two, Addy? I think I'm going Hayward for both, just because I kind of agree with you. Fowler's not someone that I'm really targeting. Mm-hmm. I'll go elsewhere. I mean, yeah. he's on Fowler's on his third team right now? Mm-hmm. Third team. Although, you know, he is going into a pretty good situation. He's mm-hmm. going from Aaron Donald to Grady Jarrett. Yeah. It's not bad. Um, Hayward was, also, was, was definitely one of the highest rated players by PFF. Uh, in fact, he might have been the highest after Aaron Donald. He was. Wow. He was 91.5 overall. 
90.3 against the run, 84 against the pass rush. So let's just keep it here with uh, the two guys we're talking about. A little D-tackle battle. Cam Hayward, as we mentioned, at 24, or Grady Jarrett down at 32. Addy, we'll start with you. Redraft and Dynasty, you want Hayward or Grady Jarrett? I think I want Hayward. Um, That's tough, though. That is really tough. Um, Because I really like Grady Jarrett this year. I do like, even though we just kind of shit on Fowler a little bit. I do, <laughs> I do like that addition well, there. That's we, a nice we, we that's a upgrade over in, Vic Beasley. In the context oh, yeah. of versus Cam Hayward. Yes. Um, but they both have nice situations, you know. Mm-hmm. Cam Hayward has TJ Watt over there helping him and Bud Dupree and um Stefan Tewitt. Yeah. Um I think I like Cam Hayward still. Um I'm taking Hayward for twenty twenty. But Dynasty is great. It's Grady, Grady Jarrett. Jarrett just because there's the not age. much of a drop off. Right. And Grady Jarrett's twenty six or whatever. A little 25. bit younger. Yep. Hundred percent. And he so he's still got he still gets to come into that grown man phase. Whereas yes. Hayward's in the midst of it, possibly exiting right. it very soon. I mean, that's scary. Yeah, he's already pretty much a grown young man. Yes. Ooh. So what happens when he's a grown, grown man? Ooh. Wow. That coming soon in Addy's deep dive article. <laughs> 3,000 words. steal this? Yeah. That or the year of the handcuff. <laughs> That's already being written right now. I can Watch just hear it. it. I can yeah. hear some keyboards click clacking away. <laughs> All right. We got a Bosa battle, Bobby. We got Joey at four and Nick at three. This is a tough one because I really don't know who I would take here of these two guys. I, obviously, just because of age, I'm going Nick for Dynasty and probably going Nick for 2020 as well. Yeah. I just think he's the better of the Boses. That's simple. I agree. I agree. And also, DeForest Buckner out of town. Yep. He should uh, maybe have even more sacks, more potential for big plays. All right. Well, let's look at a juicier one here. One of our favorite names to mispronounce, Montez Sweat, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. the Sweet Man, mm-hmm. at 34. Another name we love to mispronounce, <laughs> Yitor Gross Matos. It's a Gross Matos baby down at 35. So we go in Sweet. Gross Matos, Addy. Hmm. This is a tough one. It's tough one right here. This is a good one. Did you pull this uh, one out, Bobby? I pulled it out. I liked it. I think I'm going to go with sweet Mr. Montez. I don't uh, sweat. <laughs> I was thinking about that. Wait, that's that's a spe- me and Josh specific joke. Very specific <laughs> joke. <laughs> You've been dropping a lot of nugs from the past here in this soda, Addy, and I don't know if I appreciate it. Hey, it's a special night. It is a special night. We are in the Soad Shack once more, and it is 12.15 a.m. Sure it is. Sure it is. I think I'm going sweat here just because I like the the possibility of of that defense being just insane. Mm -hmm. So, Bobby, you pulled this one out. Which direction are you going? Mm. Mm -mm. I probably... Let's zig while y'all zag a little bit. I'll go Mr. Matos. Um... I like that defense there in Carolina. I thought the Sochak door was opening up there for a second. And we were about to be murdered with, uh, yeah, with Matos there and uh, Brian Burns. That could be fun. Um, sweat, sweet, sweet sweat. I just didn't. I don't know. He looked fine last year. I think obviously the addition of Chase Young is going to be a big deal, but I don't know. I'll go Mr. Mispronounced Gross Matos. Gross Matos. I think I'm going um, Yeeter as well for both. Okay. Just because, obviously, he's a little bit younger than Sweat, Mm -hmm. but also because 
I, I'm I'm intrigued by the potential. We've seen Sweat not in the current iteration of this defensive line sure. with the Predator himself, yeah. Chase Young, coming on board. Yeah, but. Gross Matos is coming into a completely reshaped, mm-hmm. reformed, new uh, defensive coordinator, new defensive scheme. And they picked him. They did. Yeah. Exactly. So this current uh, this current GM coach combo picked Gross Matos. And so, yeah, I think I'm going with, uh, I think I'm going old Yeats for There's both. A lot of mouths to feed there in Washington as well. So um, that could affect. Montez's snaps maybe a little bit. Um, a lot of guys there that, that need to eat as well. That's right. Now, Addy, I would assume you said you're going uh, Montez Sweat for 2020. Are you thinking old Yeats for Dynasty just because he's a little younger? Eh, not necessarily. We'll see. We'll see. You just love you some Montez Sweat. Yes, sir. I love it. Stick by your man, That is Eddie. true, though, Bobby. I, I do worry that next year could be a little uh, frustrating for IDP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. It's the juiciest position. Everyone loves it. Linebacker. And we got some good ones here that we pulled out from the ADP. Bobby, we're going to start with uh, two of your loves here. With Patrick Queen at 13. My God, that is high for 2020 redraft. And Corey Littleton at 14. This is your former Ram now in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Start us off, Bobby. Which one you going with for 2020 and for Dynasty? So easy to me, Josh. I'm gonna king, I'm gonna crown him uh, King Queen. King Queen, the there King of go. Queens, if you will. There you go. It's a great Kevin James vehicle. I love Classic. love Patrick Queen. He's got a primo setup. Um. I think my big take after maybe talking to Wollert or somebody else, I can never remember these conversations, but Littleton may not be the LB one even on his own team this year. So mm-hmm. by Patrick Queen, you know, he's kind of like gross, uh, gross Matos. You know, gross Matos is going to be out there because they drafted him. Um, there's a need for, you know, there's a need for a defensive end there. Um, the same with Baltimore. Baltimore has been looking for a freaking linebacker forever. And uh, Patrick Queen is electric. He's going to be awesome. So sell Corey Littleton. I think Corey Littleton could be a very underwhelming IDP asset for this year. I'm going Littleton for 2020. Obviously, Queen for dynasty purposes. We've doubted Corey Littleton for far too long. So I'm going to put some respect on his name. For 2020, I'm at least going to give him that. Obviously, he can't hold off Queen for dynasty purposes, but I'm a bank on Corey there in uh, Las Vegas. I'm with you there, Bo. I'm going with uh, Corey in 2020 and uh, Queen long term. Mm. Excited. I got Queen in a couple of places. Very, very excited. I mean, Queen could be, if you're talking just pure dynasty linebacker ranks, I mean, is he like... He could be. I mean, he, he's, he's top 10 yeah. pretty easily. He could quickly ascend to top five if yeah. he starts out the year hot. I mm-hmm. mean, it'll be a situation to Dev, you know, the Devin Bush, Devin White thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where we were all saying Devin Bush is number one. Yeah, and he he may be. I yeah. mean, but you know, it's going to be that type of deal. If he starts out and is immediately good, mm-hmm. putting up ten tackle games on the reg. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's going to be a top five dynasty linebacker. That's just the way it is. That uh, John Harbaugh came out today. I saw Wollert retweet this and Marble. say. Marble. That uh, Queen's going to play the Mike linebacker. He's going to be out there all three downs. So he is going to get 
as hey. much run as that as the Ravens. Hey, he's gonna be the queen on the chessboard, baby. <laughs> All these puns. I've just... never done that one before. That's a good one. Checkmate. That is a good one. Checkmate. New, uh, <laughs> new, new offseason article right there. Uh, best nicknames uh, for these for these rookies. What a fun defense, though. Uh, Calais Campbell now. Uh, who else they have? Jalen Ferguson. I know that's not who uh, the big guy is. They have those two uh, cornerbacks that were lighting the world on fire. Yeah, Marlon Humphreys and um, my boy from Kansas City to the Rams, now back. Your boy off Peters. Oh, yeah. Oh, Marcus. Off Peters. <laughs> Chuck <laughs> Clark. Who am I forgetting, though? Uh, um, their franchise tag. They don't have Brock. Matt Judon. There you go. Sorry. Matt yeah. Judon. Brockers yeah. is gone. It is very late. Yeah. Let's uh, let's thanks, keep things moving. For bearing with us, guys. Yeah, we appreciate it. everyone's. The caffeine's wore off, and we are really struggling. Uh, so the next one we got here, Bobby. I gotta kick it back over to Go you, man. It. It's uh, it. it's your baby, the love of your life, Isaiah Simmons at eighteen, or Shaq Thompson at nineteen. Mm. This is a juicy one. I love this. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Woo! Just buying some time. You are, because your, your brain is like a little Ooh. hamster. I want to say Isaiah Simmons. And I'm going to. God. <laughs> the homerism is strong Bring with this to one. me. Uh, it's a terrible decision for this year, but he looks so good on my squad. You know, seeing him there in my linebacking core, especially in Adam's Unreal Tournament, makes me so happy. Uh, Shaq Thompson, great name. Uh, did y'all see that crazy sh- uh, Shaq uh, stat today that like somebody has played with him in the NBA Finals presently <laughs> all the way Dale. back to like 1984? What? It's some crazy stat. We'll have to look this up. But anyways. That's that, wild. <laughs> it's also 12, 24 now. It's like six degrees of separation. Sorry. Here. My very uh, non-analytical brain right now just says Isaiah Simmons just because I love him. So y'all can give some actual stuff. It is obviously like Shaq Thompson for 2020 for me. Okay. I think he is he down at 19. What the hell is going on with these mocks for Shaq Thompson? Okay, is so Shaq Thompson 19. is clearly the People will be sleeping. For- Dude, telling you y'all in redraft. What about yes. for dynasty? Oh, it's Isaiah Simmons. It's yes. close. It is closer, but I think Isaiah Simmons. God, he is so talented, and yeah. I think he is going to be just a once in a generation Swiss Army knife all over the field. Incredible player. So I'm going Isaiah Simmons for dynasty, but for just for this year because it's going to take some time for them to figure out how do we best deploy Simmons. But my God, once they do, watch out. Yeah. But, but it's then, close. It's close. Shaq Thompson is going to be the guy there in Carolina for a while. And it may be it may be difficult for Simmons in year one, but year two it's going to be fine. Yeah. Campbell's gone after year one. Jordan Hicks um, is getting older. Jordan Hicks is getting older, but he also has tr- always struggled with staying healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be the Simmons show mm-hmm. and the Simmons and Buddha show, I think, mm-hmm. for a while. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I definitely got to go Shaq Thompson. I think Shaq Thompson has, like, top five upside this year mm-hmm. you know just so many vacated tackles there with keekley and reed and mm-hmm. um yeah god if you're getting him at 19 you That's, have just committed armed robbery like we draft. talked about in our 80 adp episode jack thompson was 16 there's just so many good linebackers mm-hmm. that these guys and especially people like shaq 
just slip through the cracks. Mm-hmm. There's um, something I've been thinking about a lot because the ballers are starting to roll out their rankings, like their draft kit is dropping on Monday. And one of the things that I think as fantasy analysts we get stuck in is bias from the previous year. Too many times we copy and paste with slight tweaks mm-hmm. what happened the previous year to the following year, to the year that's to come. Mm-hmm. And very rarely do two years resemble each other that closely. And I think you're doing yourself and your audience a disservice if you don't shake up, at least, especially on the defensive side, where things I feel like are a little more fluid in terms of where guys finish year to year, mm-hmm. especially at linebacker, which we know I feel like fluctuates a lot. Yep. You know, you can't, I'm not just looking to say, the guys that were great in 2019, I want all of them. Like I'm bumping maybe one or two out. Like I'm upending half, set, six, seven, eight people on that list from the top 12 for me. I want to. I want to cycle that in and cycle that out. So Shaq Thompson is a guy that is it a projection to see him top 12, maybe top six. Yeah, of course. But that's the kind of swings that you need to be taking if you're looking at projecting for 2020 things are not going to be the same as they were in 2019 man mm-hmm. you got to target the value and that's the value mm-hmm. you know the the value if you want the the number one linebacker but want to draft him late mm-hmm. it's like we've talked about it's Shaq Thompson and it's Joe Schobert mm-hmm. and maybe Jerome Baker you can talk yourself into I mean for for this year mm-hmm. um not Jerome Baker uh Hicks. Yeah. Jordan Hicks. Jordan Hicks. Hicks. Yeah. yeah. D linebacker one from last year. Yep. And Let's you can not get him like that. 17, 18. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you're talking, you're talking about Shaq Thompson. Did it, does everyone, did they miss the news that Keekley is gone? Yeah. I know. It's just crazy. What it, is it, happening? It doesn't make sense to me. I've, Keekley, I've got him. like the LB one pretty yeah. much for a, a, a half decade or more. Yeah. He's definitely, I think, probably my most acquired linebacker in, in the dynasty drafts I've done. Him and Mac Wilson. Yeah, it's just, just this is easy, guys. But yes, Isaiah Simmons for Dynasty. Love it. Give me all of it. Yep. This next one I feel like's pretty easy. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. I know we're not big LVE fans in this room, but LVE at eight. Again, what the hell's going on in these uh in these mock drafts here? What are people maybe maybe we're just uh, kind of the contrarians here and the IDP community at large is big on the LVE bounce back, but having him at eight and Shaq Thompson at 19, like what yeah. is happening? And then Jalen Smith at nine. That's the more egregious part to me is his running mate there in Dallas is a spot right. lower. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that doesn't make, that doesn't make any sense. I want Jalen Smith all day and twice on Sunday for 2020 and in Dynasty. It is weird preferring Jalen Smith. Uh, because of injuries and he's and Jalen Smith has dealt with drop foot. Yeah, Freaking drop right. foot. Yeah. Um so that's that's strange. But um, has shown no ill effects of that no, since he great. it seems like he's you know, gotten much better and, and that's not even a, a and, word. and we've just seen what these kind of neck injuries do. Like anything above the shoulders just scares me to death for injuries. I really like L V on a points per game basis, but I just don't trust him. Uh I don't trust him to be there for me weeks 14 through 16, mm-hmm. you know? So let's put a number in front of this eight. Where are you comfortable taking LVE? Is it 18? Is it 28? Yeah. 
I'm not going to be able to, I'm not going to have him anywhere. Yeah. There's, there's a, there's a reason why I don't have LV anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's because his price tag is, is higher than what I'm willing to pay. He's always going to go in the top 15. Mm-hmm. Nuts. It's, it's just how it is. He's just always going to be. Do we just 15. like having a white linebacker? I think so. I think that's I think part so. of it. And the it's LV, the Luke Keekley effect. And the LVE thing is, you know, fun. It's Dallas. Yeah, that is true. I think Dallas really does help elevate these guys yeah. a little bit. So, um, Bobby, did you give? Yeah, you're on the yeah, Jalen uh, Smith that's, side. It's obvious. Yeah, come on. You've always been a big Jalen B- Smith man. Big time. Yeah, if you've been trying to acquire Jalen mm. Smith for like two years now, I yeah. believe. I don't think we can even say our our response to that anymore. Mr. No, Mister No, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Shout out Jim for uh, just leaning into the brand there yes, and changing sir. his team we, name. We, see you. So. we appreciate you. We love you, Jim. We cherish you. All right, so. The aforementioned Matt Judon at 34 or Dre Greenlaw at 35. Bobby, what tickles your fancy for 2020? I love Dre. I love Dre here. Um, I think I think Quan is... Um, Did y'all see that story about maybe a little bit of a toss-up between Quan and Dre Greenlaw? Seems like maybe Quan could be cut. Yeah. Oh, boy. That would be juicy. So, you, grabbing, you grabbing Dre Greenlaw at 35 and Quan gets cut? Oh, baby. Man, Dre was great last year when Quan was out. He really was. He had some dumb plays, but uh, he also had some pretty great plays as well. And the dumb plays are going to come with time. You know, he's going he's gonna to get past those. But I'm excited for Judon. I think he's, I think he's an interesting franchise tag for Baltimore, but Dre Greenlaw, there's a freaking LB35. That's a freaking mash that draft button. Yeah, I'm going. Uh, I'm going Greenlaw for both because I want to swing on the upside or the potential that maybe Quan does get cut, mm-hmm. um, or moved, or shipped, or just gets benched. Mm-hmm. You know, it's possible. We don't. Want, we don't always have to see these guys run out of town uh, if they think Greenlaw is just the better player. Twenty three years old. Wow. Green Law is. So I want him for 2020 and for Dynasty. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with uh, Judon. I don't blame year. you. Judon's, again, talk about a guy being slept on. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, this is a guy that had, what, 10 sacks at least last mm-hmm. year. Um, they franchise tagged him. I mean, there's they don't have a lot of talent there. I mean, obviously, we we like Queen. That's That was nice. We like Chuck Clark. Mm-hmm. Um, Clay's Campbell's great. But, you know, definite need there. Um, Especially if you're in a big play league, mm-hmm. I feel like Matt Judon's pretty nice with those with the sack potential. Yes, for sure. Um, so I just I like him. I th- I, th- I think ten sacks is is likely again for him this year. So mm-hmm. I just like that, just because I don't know. You know, maybe they do keep Quan around. Um, they do. They have a way of doing that. We've thought they were going to cut Drake McKinnon the past two seasons, yeah. and they haven't. Yeah. Uh, same thing with Quan. You know, I, I think Quan is is well liked in the locker room. So okay, so they're not going to cut Quan. Uh, he would be a fourteen million dollar cap hit. Wow, and so, he's only four million against the cap, so it costs them ten million to cut him. So you probably look for Quan to be cut next year. So I mean, the correct answer here, if that's the case, yes, it, next year Judon. they yeah. can save six million. Yeah. yeah. So Judon twenty twenty uh, Greenlaw definitely dynasty. Mm-hmm. I like Greenlaw long term. I agree. Uh, and uh, and you're talking about the plays last year. There was none bigger than that that goal line stand mm. made by uh, Greenlaw, Greenlaw there in the playoffs. Oh yeah, saved him. Or was that that was Week 17? Oh, the last 17. game of the right. season. It was Greenlaw. Yep, yep, it was they stuffing were, the guy at the goal line. I can't remember who it was now. 
But yeah, I know which play you're talking about. Yeah, it was Greenlaw. Yeah. All right, so God, we've had this debate, and we'll just kind of do a quick temperature <laughs> check since we talk about these guys every week. Devin Bush at 16 or Devin White at 17. That's absurd as well. 16 mm-hmm. and 17. What that's the, why yeah, is What the that? hell's going on that's here? That's too late in yeah. redraft and dynasty. Come on, guys, Definitely do dynasty. better. Yeah. Uh, so we'll just go around the room, Bobby. I want redraft and then dynasty. Devin White for both. Devin White for both. Yeah. Uh, I I would agree. Right now, again, this will change probably six times before June. Yeah, mm-hmm. agree. Devin White. Devin White. All right, there we go. Addy, I'm gonna start with you on this one. These are two of your babies. We know you you started the hype train for this second this guy. Starting linebackers. That's right. So oh. you got them both. So Tremaine Edmonds at six or Fred Warner at seven. You got to pick one. For 2020, I'm gonna have to go Tremaine Edmonds. Um, love Fred Warner, but a, Fred Warner did uh, Fred Warner did a lot of his damage when Quan uh, was out. Mm-hmm. That situation's up in the air. I just like the uh, I like I, I know what I'm getting out of Tremaine this year, which is going to be you know a top 15 linebacker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're buying Fred at his ceiling right now. Yes, yeah, Fred was a great sell. I mean, you you, you probably should have tried to. I, I bought Fred. An unreal tournament, but you know it's because we love Fred. Yeah, it doesn't count when I buy him. That's right. Don't do as <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Children, uh, I agree. I think it's Tremaine Edmonds for me for 2020 and for Dynasty as well. I think Tremaine Edmonds is like 17 and a half years old somehow. Yeah, he's insanely young. He mm-hmm. still isn't 21 somehow. Yeah, he's 21. I thought, isn't he? No, yes, he is. Okay, I think he's like 21, 22. Yeah, yeah. so I'm going Tremaine for both. Um, Bobby, what about you? Yeah, he's kind of like Cam Hayward in that you know nothing's really changed. Every everything's kind of stayed the same there for Tremaine. You're exactly right. Quan being back muddies it for Dre Greenlaw a ton this year and a little bit for Fred. Um, so yes, Tremaine Edmonds. In redraft, man, I still want to say Fred and Dynasty. Wow. Well, and you know, Buffalo, you did have the uh, you did have Phillips leave. Yeah, who was who was someone that soaked up a decent amount of tackles. True. And Shaq Lawson. Yeah. Um, but also in and Ed San Oliver's Fran, in some trouble. And Ed Oliver's in some trouble. Yeah. And at San Fran, you had DeForest Buckner leave. Mm-hmm. He's a better probably pass rusher than he is against the run. Yeah. Um. So I do wonder how that, how those kind of correlate. Yeah, and how that affects those two guys. If maybe they have even more tackle numbers this year. Yeah, Tremaine could soak it up. Yeah, yeah, I do love Fred, but I, I just think Tremaine has a better linebacker next to him in Matt Milano. Let's talk about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I was going to say. Speaking of Matt Milano, Rashawn Evans at thirty-three. It's a good one right here. Or Matt mm-hmm. Milano at thirty-four. Addy, kick us off. Oh. This is tough. This I'll is go, tough, and also just endorsed uh, Tremaine. Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, Rashawn, Rashawn, you Evans. fell in love Dude. with Rashawn going to that Chiefs tight because you've seen Rashawn live. It'll, you know it, it. It'll. You saw the sweat you. glistening off his brow. It's the last love. Uh, the love event you ever yeah, seen. Yeah, exactly. The last yeah sporting event. It's we'll not ever involved to. with some type of VR, whatever yeah. Josh is talking about. I don't know what that is, but I got a pair of motorcycle goggles. I imagine that's what it's like. He'll just sure. put a little movie screen on them motorcycle goggles. Yes. But no, Rashawn, um, even though Jayon was out that game, he just looks fun to me. Milano could rake this year. You know, we just talked about the vacated tackles probably that it's it's gone on that defensive line. So... You know, maybe 
maybe Milano in redraft and Rashawn in dynasty. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Because you hopefully you have a healthy Jayon back this year. I hope so. You know, you're going to have Harold Landry as well. Um, but I don't know. Maybe let's let's go with that. Let's go with Milano redraft and let's go Evans for uh, dynasty. I agree. I just think Milano, talk about getting slept on. It, it, it's just been, I mean, down at 34. Like, I get it. I get it. He's number two on his own team. Sure. But man, like... What if something were to happen to Tremaine Edmonds, especially like talk about the opportunity there for Milano. So yeah, I think I agree with Bobby. Bobby, what'd you say? What was it? It was uh, Milano redraft and um, Rashawn, Rashawn Evans for dynasty. Yeah. I think I'm going to go Milano both. Wow. Um, you know, Rashawn Evans really graded poorly. According to PFF. Tell us, baby. Hit us with <laughs> them PFF grades. This episode brought to you by PFF. Oh, man, yeah. If they want to come sponsor us, Jump that'd be awesome. Board. Guys, we are we are updating the stats. We are going to bring it to you. We want all the smoke. But uh, Adam has neglected his day job uh, horribly. Quiet, quiet. They could be listening. <laughs> To bring you these stats, so y'all better appreciate them. Mark by that God. Uh, minute in the so, Josh. We need to cut. You do need to cut that. <laughs> All right. So he was graded forty nine point nine overall by PFF. Yikes! Forty point four in coverage. Yikes! So that means he's probably not going to be out there on third downs. No, no, Addy, surely not. Yeah. So uh, I didn't. I don't actually have Matt Milano's PFF grades, but I imagine hey. they're better than that. But Milano cookies are my favorite. That's they really. That's really why I went with them for yeah. Mint chocolate Milano. Gross! You just ruined it. Back to Rashawn yeah. Evans. Come on, Come uh, on y'all. Mint, mint. Yeah. What am I trying to get my? I got mouthwash for that. Oh. Thin mints are the only mint we uh, we f with. Oh, okay. okay. All right. So one more here, fellas. Let's wrap it up with another guy who gets slept on repeatedly. Second guy I'm going to mention here. We got Jerome Baker first at 20, which seems hella high for Jerome Baker. <laughs> not you. You're not getting slept yeah, on. Yeah, you're Jerome. not. You're getting. You're very awake. People are maybe too much awake for you. But Levante David down at 21. Again, people wake up. Levante David equals very good. You like PFF greats? Boy, you're going to like this one right here. Tell me about it. In a lower voice. <laughs> All right. Let me let me find it, Josh. <laughs> I'm gonna say Levante David for both. Let's double like down it. on that one. I like it. Levante David. 89.2. Dude, he's so overall. good. He is such a good linebacker for IDP and the NFL. 91.4 in coverage. Yikes. That's great, dude. That mm-hmm. makes me glisten with sweat. So yeah, he's uh, he's one of the best. And and who is this against? Is against Jerome Baker. Mm-hmm. Old Jerome. Jerome Baker. Overall PFF grade of forty six point. I was gonna say I had a oh. feeling he probably wasn't great. Uh, are we sure Jerome Baker is gonna have a job there in Miami? Like that team feels like it's turning over a lot I like on the Jerome. defensive side. I was, so, I was so big on Raekwon McMillan for a long time. I'm a big Vince Beagle guy. I'm just kidding. I just love that his name is Beagle. <laughs> That's it. How could you not love that? I like Jerome. I think it's kind of hard to probably degrade that team last year. I think yeah. you know it was everything was bad. So nothing was above a fifty. Fifty was the ceiling, and yeah. they just started there. Yeah. yeah. You. Uh, yeah. Hard to do much with that defense. So um, I like Jerome Baker. I still still think he's, you know, he's young, still has a chance. 23 years old. So I, I do like him. I think just, you know, he just needs more experience. And, and P- 
people around him, and then they're doing that uh, there in Miami. So mm-hmm. I like Jerome Baker, but definitely agree. Levante David, give me all that. Um, and then Dynasty as well, just because he's still going to be he's, he, this is a dude that's going to play till he's Yes, 35. this is the Calais Campbell yes. camera. Like, don't be afraid to like put yourself out there with that kind of like, I believe this guy is special. Levante David is great. He's gonna he's he's gonna play till he's thirty four, thirty five. Yeah, I mean it was it was funny when um, uh, around the NFL, Chris Wessling was putting together the All Decade team from the two thousand eleven to twenty twenty stretch, and he talked about is Levante David belong on this team? Probably, hmm. like along with like Bobby Wagner, Luke Keekley. I mean, who's the third best linebacker from this past decade? He's so underrated, man. So yeah. true. It's gonna be nice to see him in prime time. Yes. Lots of Tampa Bay oh, yeah. prime we're time we're games. talking about the excitement of, of Devin White. What's it'll be nice to actually have some respect for Devontae David. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. So Agreed. there you go. That was ADP this or that. I uh, hope you all enjoyed that look there. Like I said, be sure to check out these ranks over at idpguys.org dropping on Monday. You can dig into all the data for yourself to see where these guys are going, see if it matches up with the drafts that you've been having. Gentlemen, it was lovely being it's back a fun in the show. Yeah, uh-huh. It was lovely it being back in the shack. Uh-huh. Feel right. It did feel right. Yes, it did. Light enough. It's about normal it is, normal hour. Yeah, this is twelve forty five. I don't this is probably the latest we've we've gone. Oh, yeah, yeah you gotta work tomorrow. So. You, yeah, we usually yeah. we're like, guys, it's midnight. We need to get out yeah. of here. And it's like it's one AM. Hey, but listen, we had some time away. Hey, we had to catch up. We did have to yes, catch sir. up. We did. Yes, we sir. had to build the brand. We were talking talking long term outlook before we got on here. It's exciting sure. stuff. Y'all sure. just stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Don't unplug from the big three machine because things are happening behind oh, the scenes. Yeah. And uh, we should mention as well, when we're talking about big things, go check out Miked Up with Mike Wallert. The first podcast to launch on our new big three network mm-hmm. is doing gangbusters. It's great. It's, it is. This is a so needed in the IDP world. He's he's you know, he's got a topic pretty much for every sode. 20 minutes you can bang it out on your car ride home yeah people are going back to work now so commutes are a thing again i mean it's It's perfect uh, and and yeah just jam-packed full of stats useful info and he just mike's a legend and Mm -hmm. uh it's been really cool getting to work with him and uh see all this happen for him man he's what already got over 300 plays off the two episodes already the the audience is gonna is gonna be flying up here once People start subscribing. Yeah, you know, we just got Apple Podcast, so check that out. It's on Google Podcasts and Spotify, pretty much every platform now. The pod and, should be available. And seriously, this stuff is all like what three, four weeks? Like we pitched this to him like three weeks ago, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, and you know, here it is. We're we're literally at the uh, a little past a week since he put out his first episode. Yeah, the third one will be dropping. I'll be editing that here as soon as we get off this pod. It's going to be about the edge position, so Sweet. look nice. forward to that. Uh, something I'm eager to to listen and take notes on. Yeah, but everyone, yeah, definitely like, subscribe. Mike's a legend. Uh, yeah, happy to have him a part of the Big Three Network. That's Ooh. right. And we got some other shows in development with some uh, some rising IDP stars that mm-hmm. we do hope to see come to fruition. We'll see how that pans out, but stay tuned. Make sure to go over and... Uh, Give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Consider supporting the show on Anchor. 
And uh, stay tuned, fellas. We'll be coming back at y'all. Now that we're back in the Soad Shack episodes, you know, uh, you know, maybe dropping a little later than usual. But um, <laughs> that's, right. that's 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 par for the course, hey, though. You have to just deal with that. Just deal with it. Because <laughs> nope, they're better Soads. They oh, are. Yeah. We like this to, was fun. We oh, like yeah. to get in here and gab. This was fun. Yeah. You guys know you enjoyed this and uh, probably a little more cleaner and... You know, the raw sexual energy is very obvious. Uh, sure. Get us all together. Sure. So anyways, we're going to get out of here and go to bed. So y'all <laughs> hope you enjoyed. Uh, we'll see y'all next week. Take care. Love everybody. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Big3IDP. 